stay up to date on the green and gold all off season. The green and gold fix podcast is brought to you by Potawatomi casino hotel, luxury stay, elite play unwind in sophisticated comfort, win big dine and experience the events in Milwaukee. The 10 o'clock hour of Wildey's house begins now. Are you okay? No, no. I, I, I just again. I want to be very clear. I don't. I just don't understand it. And I'm not. I'm really not making fun of him. I am concerned about it. Okay. So mm-hmm. again, I we we had some fun with my discomfort with it, um, but it, it's it just. It's not anything I will have to do further research to further understand it because right now I don't, and that's why. I'm glad we had some, you know, some fun with Josh, and Josh was nice enough to listen to the entirety of that. But my point is not. I'm sure that there are people that this kind of stuff helps. I'm sure there are. Like I don't know enough about mental illness to understand it. I'm sure that there are uh, uses for it in a true medical sense. But again, I'm not. I'm not well versed enough to fully understand it. But there's, there's some stuff in there that. As somebody who cares about him, I found troubling. Do you think the two of us are perhaps the least qualified people in the world to discuss uh, hallucinogenic medicine? Well, in, <laughs> I know uh, I know we know Ben Brust's brother is in the top one percent of Golden Tea players. Uh-huh. Uh, Tausch definitely not in the top one percent of pickleball players. Although I see a. <laughs> Former UW Whitewater tennis player is now the number one pickleball player. I saw in the world. that too. That's crazy. Uh, so I don't know if we're the least uh, qualified, but we're probably up there on the list. So let's try and talk about something that at least I know I'm qualified to talk about, and that is the Packers and where things stand as we go into, I believe today's the seventh practice of training camp. Um, Aaron Rodgers, when he we weren't talking about his podcast appearance, uh, spoke at his locker yesterday. And I know Hunter's got um, a little bit of uh, audio for us from his conversation about uh, the offense. But he said during the mandatory minicamp that he thought 80% of the offense went through Devontae Adams, which is that's a pretty high percentage. And Matt LaFleur yep. this week confirmed that that was an accurate Estimation. Um, But I'm not sure that that necessarily A plus B equals C in this. And so I think a lot of people think, well, that means that he forced the ball to Adams. I don't think that was the case. I think most plays were designed for Devontae Adams to be the first read. And if Devontae Adams is the first read and he's open and he's the best wide receiver in football, then logic would tell you throw him the football. Uh, Instead... They don't have him anymore. So obviously they will have to figure out what this offense is going to look like. But here is Aaron Rodgers talking about the life that they will face offensively without Devontae Adams as the number one option. He was in the position to be the one most of the time. So now that obviously gets switched around. But I said it many times, Devontae was usually open. So when you have a usually open guy and the number one spot on many of the reads he's gonna get the lion's share of the targets yeah that makes sense yeah logical mm-hmm. uh to some degree um 
They're going to have to figure out who they want to have as their primary number one target on plays. I don't think they will design as many plays to go through Alan Lazard as they will go as they did going through Devontae Adams. It just sense. When do you think that started for Devontae Adams? When did when did he become that good? Like he clearly wasn't that in 2014. I would say he probably wasn't that in 2017. Like so 3 4 5 years De- in. He passed Jordy in 17. He he had a really good season in 16. Jordy Nelson won comeback player of the year. He was really good in 16 as well. Uh they went to the NFC Championship game. Rodgers took them on that winning streak. And then in 17, it was very clear to all of us that Devontae Adams had moved past Jordy, which was one of the reasons why I pushed back on Goody so hard to suggest that they needed to move on from Jordy after the 17 season because they needed to allow Devontae to be the number one. And he was he said he was concerned that Rodgers wouldn't give Devontae the opportunities because Jordy was there and loyalty to Jordy. Aaron Rodgers had already seen that Devontae Adams was the one and Jordy was the two. Also, no one would be better at giving that role up unselfishly than Jordy Nelson. Mm-hmm. These are one of the this is why I always bring this up because I thought that was inauthentic to claim that. Uh, also, Jordy Nelson more open with Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback than when Brett Hundley was his quarterback during that seventeenth season. But look back, if you don't believe me, look back on the early part of the 17th season before Rodgers breaks his collarbone, and you will see that Devontae Adams was clearly his go-to guy. In Dallas, with the game on the line, I just mentioned this earlier this week, Rodgers throws a pass to him in the end zone. Uh, They don't connect. Adams comes back and says, let's run that play again, but make a better throw. Says that's Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers does it. Adams catches it. They win the game. He throws the ball up into the stands. It was very clear he was the guy. So my issue with that suggestion is the number one guy has to emerge. And in Devontae Adams' case, he clearly emerged in 17 and then obviously continued to be the number one throughout. But was it just so uh, 2017 we can point out like in in game statistically speaking everything that we saw on TV watching or in person that was in game when Devontae took over. But at what point in practices in training camp in preseason like we're talking about right now did Devontae show that he had the stuff to get to that point that Rodgers could trust him in those situations because that's what I want to know in relation to Sammy Watkins, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, all these other receivers that we've been talking about for the last week plus because that's what we need to know this year as we get set for a playoff run, a potential Super Bowl run again. When can Aaron Rodgers trust these different receivers? When can they emerge? Yeah, I don't think it'll be this season fully. And again, that's one of the things that Rodgers talked about yesterday. Here he is talking about how some of these young receivers will have to be thrown into the fire. I think we're just going to have to throw some of them in the fire, to be honest. Uh, We're not sure, obviously, when Christian will be back, but, you know, there's going to be in the, you know, in the two deep, which plays a number of snaps, there's going to be young players. I think that's where the the patience and the the expectations, reasonable expectations will be very important. That being said, there'll be a lot of conversations between now and game one, and the expectation will be to be able to recall the important conversations and go out and execute and just... Be yourself. 
Yeah, and, and what he's saying there is there's going to be times where guys that I don't trust, I'm going to have to try and put trust in them and hope because they're not going to be to the point that Devontae got to. Devontae wasn't at that point in 15 when he was forced into that role. Mm-hmm. And none of these guys, not even Romeo Dobbs, who he is legitimately excited about and talked very glowingly about and even compared in some small way to some of the best players he's ever played with. When he was talking about what a great start Romeo Dobbs is off to in camp and saying that the other guys that have done that and had wow plays every day are guys that are in the top ten of all time receiving um, in team history. That's a lot to say, and, and Romeo Dobbs has earned that, but again, he's got a long way to go before he's where you're talking about wanting him to be. Yeah, and again, everything this season for the Packers, for me, is in relation to winning a Super Bowl and making a playoff run. I think the regular season is you know, going to be essentially the the training ground for what kind of playoff run can they make matchup-wise against whoever their opponent will be and being the best team in three or four games in January and February to try and win a title. So if the offense isn't ready to go in Minnesota week one, I'm not going to panic. I'm going to probably understand that, yeah, this, this would have been – a really tall task to try and put 35 points up on the board against a division rival with a pretty good defense on the road in week one with a totally revised offense that's missing two of its key components on the offensive line. So um, I'm a little worried the more that I hear Aaron Rodgers and and Matt LaFleur and others talk about the state of the offensive room right now, and and you, quite frankly, Jason, I'm worried when you talk about it too. When you're over at practice today and you're telling us, well, this is what they look like. There's some good moments, but also you, you just said the other day how the defense you know, blew a couple of plays up in the backfield and then it, the offensive line didn't look good. Rodgers would have got crushed on a sack if there was contact going on. Those are the kinds of things in training camp right now that I think you can watch and you see the end result of some of these plays and, and you get worried about you know, where will they be in two weeks, in four weeks, and in you know 20 weeks when we're getting ready for a playoff run well that's that's the reason you know all kidding aside about Aaron Rodgers journey that's why the season is a journey and that's why you're not you know coaches love to say you're either getting better you're getting worse you're never staying the same well they're going to get better the question is how much better and will they get to the point where they're good enough as an offense to win a Super Bowl because you're right that's what all anybody cares about at this point. Um, we'll hear more about what Aaron Rodgers thinks of where this offense is coming up next. I uh, want to remind you that while right now Steinhoffels has their small space solution sale going on where you can save 35 to 50% off small space solutions, you know, if you've got a smaller area where you need a bed that's going to fit or a small kitchenette that's going to fit, well, they've got you covered there. But tomorrow they'll kick off the Buy More Save more sale at Steinhoffel's. You'll start with store-wide savings of 35% or more, and then you take an extra $100 off $1,999 purchases, $200 off your purchase of $2,999, or $300 off your purchase of $3,999 or more. Mattresses, sofas, dining, bedrooms, and more. The more you buy, the more you're going to save. Plus, take an extra 10% off all clearance furniture. You know that's my favorite spot in the store. That kicks off tomorrow both in-store and online 
at steinhoffels.com. More from Aaron Rodgers in terms of a football discussion, including about the offensive line and where that currently stands. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch.